Welcome to the podcast, From Crisis to Connection. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'll be bringing the professional perspective. I'm Jody Stewart, unlicensed wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, and neighbor, and I'll be bringing the regular everyday perspective. We are all about relationship recovery, and we'll tackle tough topics like infidelity, abuse, addiction, pornography, and betrayal trauma. We also focus on helping you build stronger connections in your most important relationships. So thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, welcome back, everyone. Before we jump in, we want to tell you about a really great course you can download for free, The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust. This is a six or seven part video presentation that just talks about what to do if you've had trust broken or if you're the one who broke trust and ways that couples can work together to heal from the impact of broken trust. And it's totally free. Just go to the link in the show notes and you can put in your email address and we'll send it to you right away. Yeah. Be a great resource for you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Should we dive into today's topic? Let's, because it's a juicy one. It's a good we one. We like it. Yeah. Yeah. I do wish we would have turned the microphones on earlier and we were hammering out oh, man. some of the talking points yeah. here because yeah. this one brings up a lot. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. So we're going to talk about the difference between being mothered and getting healthy support from your spouse. Yeah. So should we just dive right in? Yeah, let's. Talk about this? Okay. So- Let's define first like this whole concept of being mother because I don't want to be down on mothers, right? Like mothering. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, oh, yeah. sometimes it can be talked about. And I think it, the context matters because mothering other people, we need that. Like it's so critical. And, and in some cases, you know, you, you have a, a father or a man that steps up and is doing the bulk of the, the work. And so it's really a, a kind of the idea of nurturing someone else. Like that is critical yes. and we need that. Yes. Yes. Mostly for children. Yes, children need to be mothered. Uh huh. Yeah, they need to be nurtured and guided, and they need to have things taken care of so that that they can learn incrementally. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking about it specifically in an, a marriage couple relationship. Context. Two adults. Yeah. Two adults, where there shouldn't be that kind of a parent-child power differential. Yeah. An imbalance of contribution and load carrying. Yeah, so let's say some more about that. Yeah, the, the, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, doing nurturing, loving, kind things for your adult partner. In fact, that's really a beautiful part of a healthy relationship is yeah. it's being able to nurture and love and take care of and, you know, even baby your spouse occasionally. Like that can feel really amazing when you're, you know, you're sick or you're just low or you're struggling. We're talking about patterns. We're talking about mm-hmm. imbalances. Yeah, about just general over-functioning and under-functioning. Yeah. Doing something for someone else that they need to be doing for themselves on the regular versus an occasional, hey, I got your back or I love you or yeah, let me help you out here. Yes. We all need that little boost occasionally, but boy, if that's the pattern every single day, then people are becoming disabled mm-hmm. in the relationship. The dynamic mm-hmm. is going to breed resentment. It's going to break down the, the pure partnership support they can give each other. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that it's not sustainable. No. I mean, and some people do manage to hold it together, but mm-hmm. in ways that are, you know, just kind of resigned. Yeah. Those kinds of dynamics can't like go on and on and on in a healthy, vibrant, growing, growing kind of a way. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Because when, when our children, when we're doing the mothering, we do it to help the person grow up. Yeah. And then they become a peer. And as adults- So that they don't need that anymore right. necessarily. And then they eventually start taking care of you when you're old. Right. right? That's the circle of life. <laughs> we're still yeah. waiting for that to happen, boys, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> When's it our turn? When are we going to get parented? <laughs> but that's what happens. Like the growth happens, for obviously, child, adolescent, adult, peer. And then obviously, like, you know, we get older and we need. So that nurturing has a place in all these relationships at different stages. But for two adults, there's no place for it to go. It'll just breed resentment. Yeah. Yeah. And like we're trying to say, like nurturing is different than mothering. Right. Say more about that. So nurturing is just maybe seeing needs and helping meet them. It's paying attention. It's giving love and compassion. There's just, a, it's being with people, seeing them, hearing them. Like there's just, there's a lot that can go into nurturing. Mm -hmm. And that can and should go both ways. Yeah. In a regular partnership. Right. But when we talk about mothering, it's specifically an imbalance of the workload there, that one, that the mothering partner takes on more, assumes more responsibility and takes on more willingly or unwittingly, but they just carry the bulk of that load. Mm -hmm. And the other party just under functions. Usually with an unspoken understanding that the other person won't be carrying that load. Yeah, or even it's aware not, of it. Yeah, it's not very often that couples sit down and they go, let me just take on more <laughs> and I'll just keep carrying that. And you just go ahead and coast. And I think we can just both live happy, fulfilled lives like that. Yeah, that's usually a, a very temporary arrangement for sure. like sickness or disability or things like that. And there usually are, you know, extenuating circumstances. But when you've got two functioning or, you know, supposedly healthy people that can mm -hmm. do this when they're, you're not dealing with illness or, you know, even mental illness or things like that. Yeah. But the thing is, is that a lot of the times when you're dealing with, you know, addictive patterns, the person who's struggled with the addiction has been under functioning mm -hmm. in so many areas, definitely emotionally. For sure. Relationally. Mm -hmm. Spiritually in many cases. Mm -hmm. And even sometimes physically in terms of, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that can be high, high achievers and stuff like that and have addictions. So every case is different, but there's often a lot of underfunctioning that's going on. Yeah. And so it can very easily set up a parent-child dynamic mm -hmm. for the other partner. And granted, I, I've worked with plenty of cases where the man was the one over-functioning and the, the wife was, has an addiction or was under-functioning. And so it was a fathering, kind of a parent-child, father-child dynamic. Mm -hmm. We're talking about it from a mothering perspective because that's the bulk of the stuff I've worked with, mm -hmm. but it can go either way. So yeah. if you need to swap it out, then go ahead and do that because we're definitely not ignoring the fact that this is not gendered by any stretch. Right. So let's talk about just some some general examples yeah. of how what that looks like in a, a relationship with two adults, what mm -hmm. that mothering can look like. Yeah. So I think that I'll just say for one too that this is a dynamic that sometimes happens long before there's even like a, a blow up or a crisis or some sort of betrayal. Yeah. This can just oh, yeah. exist. You can, you can kind of some of the patterns form a partnership form. and people don't even talk about roles or expectations and things just start happening, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'll just also say, I need to just say for the record, when we talk about partners, mothering, 
for years and years and years, partners got blamed for creating addictions in their in their spouses. They used to call them co-addicts or there was just oh. a lot of codependency talk like, well, you you have an addiction to taking care of others and therefore you are just as culpable as creating this addiction and you have an addiction too and you need to... Oh. And then, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, it started to change where they started to recognize that that, that this is trauma, that that these patterns, a lot of the over-functioning and people-pleasing and caretaking dynamics that were happening were out of trauma, sometimes out of their own childhood trauma in many sure. cases, mm-hmm. but certainly by living with somebody with an addiction and you start over-functioning to keep things stable and mm-hmm. to take care of your own attachment needs and just even feeling like the walls are going to fall in if you don't do if something. You don't, uh-huh. So we don't talk about this like co-addiction or or even codependency. We're talking about it as a dynamic of over-functioning, under-functioning. We're calling it mothering because oftentimes it falls on women and they fall into this parent-child dynamic. But in this case, you know, ladies are, again, if it's a guy that's over-functioning, whoever's in that role, you did not create the addiction. Yeah, you are not right. responsible for it. You didn't you know, you didn't create it and you can't end it by changing something, but we want you to be healthy. Yeah. We want you to function the best you can and and not respond in unhealthy ways. Mm -hmm. So, and I I think you can instigate change. Oh yes. You cannot control somebody else's behavior, but you certainly have a lot of influence. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Especially if you are in the mothering role. Mm -hmm. And if that person wants to stay and you stop over-functioning for somebody they have to figure out how to live a life without being caretaken. If, yeah, if they want to stay in a relationship with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people don't. And or they, just be an adult. And yeah. So let's, yeah, so let's get some examples. You, I, I took yeah. a little detour, a little there, detour to there to clarify some things, mm-hmm. but some examples of what that can look like. Do you, do you want to share any or I've, I've got some? So yeah, I, I ha- we can just start with an example okay. of like emotional caretaking. Yeah. That if the person in the, the mothering role wants to... Or needs to share a disappointment or talk to the the spouse about something difficult and that spouse hijacks the conversation and turns it on them and their pain. And then all of a sudden the the, the couple is revolving around the pain of the underfunctioner. Guilty. Sure. I've done that. Yeah. I mean, there's times you shared stuff with me, things that were on your mind or hurts or things I had done to hurt you. And I'd become so overwhelmed in my own guilt or my embarrassment or my, you know, regret that I would start to like focus on that. And then you would get pulled into having like, make me feel better. Uh (laughs) And like, and then once you felt better, it was like, okay, we're all better. And we went on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, Uh that's painful stuff. But you're right. That's a great example of what, what that can look like. And whereas, whereas a partner, can we give the healthy version of that? Or let's, do you want to just go through examples? Let's just go through some bum examples. Okay. Of what and not then, to do. Yeah. And then I do want to yeah. talk about what like a healthy partnership can look like. So oftentimes when betrayal happens, there's a crisis of betrayal. There can be the person who's been discovered or has come out of hiding. And there's just all this, this crisis of, I don't know what to do with, you know, I don't know who you are. I don't know this relationship, what's going on. And things are starting to get really chaotic. Well, a lot of the times... The person who's been betrayed is usually more motivated to get out of pain because the pain's new for them and it's overwhelming and it's flipped their world upside down. Yes. And so it's not uncommon for them to grab the reins out of their own trauma to try and stabilize things mm-hmm. and start over functioning. And it's everything from they're going to read all the books, they're going to 
make all right. the appointments. Lead the charge on the recovery. Yeah, yeah, they're going to just, and it's coming from a place of trauma. It's coming from a place of needing stabilization, needing safety, needing some sort of foundation underneath them. And a lot of those things are really healthy, but where it becomes problematic in this mothering sense or this overfunctioning sense is when they're doing all of that for the person who betrayed them. Mm -hmm. Right. So they don't have to pull any of that weight yeah. or remember to take care of something yeah. or... Exactly. Yeah. The mental load just falls on just the one. And it creates more powerlessness and actually more trauma because now they're feeling more powerless and, and scared because they're trying to change the situation and this other person is letting them do that in many cases. Mm -hmm. And they feel more alone, more isolated, more afraid that nothing's mm -hmm. going to change. And if I don't do this, uh -huh. nobody else will care enough to try to hold, keep us yeah. together. No one's there for me mm -hmm. and it can just perpetuate it. It's an awful situation. And so mm -hmm. the good news is, is that, and this is why we're talking about it today, is the good news is if you're in that mothering role, you don't have to be. That's right. You don't have to be. You do not have to be. Mm -mm. It's scary it's, though. And it's to some degree, it feels safe. Yeah. Because especially when you have been carrying the bulk of the load, whether it's, where it, whether it's just mental load or actual physical load, when that's been the case, you know you can rely on you to make things happen. Yeah. And there's a lot of security in that, especially when everything else in your world is- Oh, yeah. Is- rug pulled out from under you and floundering. When you have no one to trust, you mm -hmm. can trust yourself. Mm -hmm. That's a hard thing to give up. It is a very hard thing to give up. Yeah. But you can do it incrementally. Mm -hmm. And that's the best way to instigate real change anyway. Right. So it's not like you have to pick up the whole elephant. You're already holding the elephant. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you're mothering. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's such a, I don't know, there's just such a difference between taking care of someone who can do it for themselves versus offering healthy support. And that's what we're trying to make yes. a distinction between those two, because we're not saying you shouldn't offer healthy support, that you shouldn't work as a team where you can. There's obviously individual things that have to happen and people have to take responsibility for themselves, especially those who have betrayed trust. But there are team elements and things you can do together to work well as a partnership. Mm -hmm. But that cannot happen if people are not functioning as individuals. That's right. And taking charge of their own responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Well, so let's just start talking about, about healthy ways to do that. Yeah. Or do you want to spend some more time on? Well, I like this quote. Can I oh, share yeah, this yeah. quote? Yeah, I, we found that. The, we found this quote uh, that a colleague of mine from uh, BYU, she shared on her Facebook page. Lauren Barnes. Hey, Lauren. And it said, this is a quote by a guy named Jeremy Loterno. And it says, feeling the need to mother a man is a projection of your own need for mothering, acceptance, gentleness, compassion, and patience, because it's easier to give it to someone rather than to your own neglected inner child. Hmm. You know what this makes me think of is that scene in Castaway with Tom Hanks. If you haven't seen that movie about Tom Hanks being stranded on that island in the movie Castaway, he eventually builds this relationship with his volleyball and spends years talking to it and taking care of it and swimming with it. And, you know, he took it everywhere with him. It was his little buddy, his companion, forms this relationship with his volleyball. Well, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, we all understood that Tom Hanks needed this volleyball to help him feel secure, feel okay, like he was, you know, safe with somebody in a relationship. But Tom Hanks also needed to know that he was nurturing this volleyball. And so when the volleyball floats away in the end of the movie and he loses it, he's apologizing, he's screaming out, apologizing to the volleyball 
Like, I'm sorry, I let you down. Like as humans, there's something about taking care of other people and knowing that we mean something to somebody else mm-hmm. that is just so filling and nurturing to us. And, and if we were neglected as children or if we came from family systems where there wasn't a lot of emotional caretaking mm-hmm. or we weren't getting that parenting or mothering in this case, then we can get pulled into that role of like providing so much of that for other people as a way for us to feel those feelings of nurture and care. So I, I, I agree with this guy that Mm-hmm. If that's something that's hard to give up or you're terrified to give it up, there might be an invitation there for you to look at some of how that's shown up in your own life, your, your own history. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just a little piece I wanted to share is that yeah, it's just good to have some self-compassion around why this might be hard to give up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that because mm-hmm. we don't want to send the kind of message that if you find you're in that dynamic and you're unhappy in it, and but you don't know how to get out. It's okay. It's not because you're broken or something is inherently wrong with you. There's probably reasons. Yeah. And you can get help for that and understand it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so just be gentle on yourself. But we want to move people toward what healthy, what can, you know, to understand what healthy looks like. Yeah. So, okay, well, let's give some examples of what healthy support looks like in a relationship, whether you're dealing with recovery or just trying to work as a partnership in a relationship. Yeah. And I think, first of all, if you're the one that's in the mothering role, you probably ought to pay attention to any resentment that's coming up. Oh, that's a huge signal. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're like introducing your husband as one of your extra children, yeah, you might be a joke, but there's probably some energy there. Mm-hmm. You probably ought to pay attention to that. And so if that's happening, I think the next step for that is to is to take a really hard, honest, close look at where are you doing more? When are mm-hmm. you feeling resentful? Yeah, right. Is it when it's time to put the kids to bed? Is it? When you're making all the appointments or carrying all the mental load of everything that mm-hmm. are things you could divide up or share? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great place to start recognizing what areas you're not feeling very good about Yeah, in terms of that dynamic. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself sounding like your mother lecturing. <laughs> your spouse. <laughs> What's that? Your spouse. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like if you're lecturing your spouse all the time about- (laughs) Talking to them like a parent. Like a parent and you're you're having to like lecture, explain and nag and stuff like that. There's a dynamic there. That's not partnership. Mm -hmm. That's not talking to each other respectfully. If it's just this kind of one down type thing where you're having to boss and or all your discussions are just like trying to convince all the time. Mm -hmm. So the, the healthy version of that would be to- you know, speak what you need. Mm-hmm. And then we probably ought to have a whole nother episode on this, just, you know, how to like stand still in your your boundaries and limits. I was just going to go there. Yeah. Just mean what you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That don't, you know, that's another signal is finding that you're saying, hey, could you take care of this? And then you just go take care of it because either they're not doing it or you don't trust that they'll do it or. Which incidentally is actually really healthy mothering too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. So I guess when we're talking about mothering your spouse, we're talking about like mothering an infant. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. Because when kids get child big and they genuinely can, cannot do and they can do for, for themselves. themselves, they can use words and they can pick things up and they, you know, it's like healthy parenting at that point is expecting them to be independent and function and yeah. start taking care of things. And, and for a, an adult spouse to under function like that. Mm-hmm. Is get like you said, it's going to breed a lot of resentment. Mm-hmm. So, other ways that we can describe healthy support, what that can look like? Well, 
I think it can be helpful to think about it sometimes in terms of if you're wondering if you are being mothered, Mm -hmm. you know, would you expect that kind of treatment from a friend, Mm -hmm. somebody who's close to you and appreciates you, but isn't a spouse or a parent? Like a peer. Yeah. Would you allow that? Right. Right. Would you want somebody else to see you getting taken care of like that? Right. Living in a really passive, weak place, because a lot of the times you might be killing it out there right? outside the home and your job and Everybody the community and service. And like, you at home, you show up and show- just plop on the couch and under yeah. function and just act like an infant. Yeah. I mean, that's some honesty right there. You got to look at that. Mm-hmm. The goal of healthy recovery, you know, we talk a lot about it's connection. That's the name of this podcast. I mean, it's, it's about connection and partnership, mm-hmm. not about one person dragging the other person through adulthood. Exactly. I mean, that is just not yeah, going to work. It is a partnership mm-hmm. where both people carry some of the load. Mm-hmm. And it's a moving load. It's not like... It's dynamic. It's always yep, changing. Sometimes you mm-hmm. carry a little bit more of the weight. Sometimes I do, but mm-hmm. we stay in communication about it and we try to keep it balanced to the degree that we can. And It was so interesting. I talked with a, a woman recently. She said, so she goes, what? Like, are all the healthy marriages out there just full of people that are just asking for what they need? And I'm all, <laughs> I'm all actually, Absolutely. Yes. yes, they are. And <laughs> it's I, awesome. I laughed with her about it and I said, yeah, absolutely. Listen to what yeah. you're saying. Like that is adulthood. That is what we want our children to do. That's what we need to do as adults to start speaking up and advocating for what we need and not expecting the other person to mind read or just take care of us. Yeah. We lose self-respect. We lose momentum. People will never heal and grow if someone's just doing all the work. So these are foundational principles. Mm -hmm. We get this with our kids, but somehow, you know, and I get it. I I have compassion for trauma and how chaotic things can be. But when you can get your head above water and you can see and feel Mm -hmm. that this isn't working anymore, you can do something about it, thankfully. Yeah. You can and should. (laughs) Yes. We advocate for that 100%. Awesome. Well, I think this is a great yeah. place to stop yeah. here. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. As always, we'd love to hear what you think. So drop yes, us a DM please. on Insta, Instagram or social media or uh, let us know what you think. And of course, we love hearing from you in, in the reviews and ratings and that just helps people find this life-changing information. Yeah. So thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Yeah.